I'm going to do some rough math here, but over the last 10 years, the market in the city of Chicago is up 68%. So if you've been renting for the last 10 years, uh, sorry for you, <laughs> um, but here, so over the last, from 21 to 22, we were up 9%. And then from 22 to 23, the start of that year, we were up another 10 before we reverted back to 3.6. You mean 21 to 22? 22 to, yes, yes, okay. yes, mm-hmm. sorry. Yes. So if you pull that out, it's it's a little bit more than three. Let's say it's let's say it's four to four and a half percent. But we we are turning into and three point six. It's right there. Mm-hmm. We're turning back into a, a, a like return to normalcy. What's the five P's? Do you remember it? Proper preparation prevents poor performance. There you go. It doesn't matter how much money we get if we don't close. It's no money, right? So right. no close is no money. I'm everything that I am because of my dad's death. And I wouldn't be as successful without his death. Welcome to the Jason Theory. This is our 17th podcast and the first of 2023. So we want to wish everybody a uh, happy new year and hopefully you achieve everything you're looking to do in 23 and all your goals. Um, We're sitting down, Sophia and I, and we are going to do um, a quick wrap up of last year because a wrap-up could be for hours and then and then try to talk about where we think things are headed uh, our best guess where things are headed next year so that's what we're doing um hello sophia hello jason uh, just so, <laughs> so everyone knows sophia and i are a brother and sister team if you don't know that yet she's not my wife i'm not her husband as most people always ask me yep. so we look too alike I guess sometimes people like morph to well, each other. When you had when hair, I had hair, we looked a when I had like, hair. Yeah, when I had okay. hair. So just imagine that. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about uh, first. I've got a bunch of notes here, so I don't mess anything up. Let's talk about first about 20, 2022, which is basically the tale of two cities. Um, we all thought that up until April was going to be even better than twenty one in terms of price appreciation, volume, and all that. Um, obviously the federal reserve came out and said, we are going to put an end to everything, possibly life itself. We're going to stop (laughs) until everything halts. No one has jobs and no one can afford to buy a house. Um, they didn't achieve that, but they, they got nearly came close to it. So let's talk about the year, uh, last year. We, uh, overall we had a 3.6% gain in price in the um, the city of Chicago. Um, I broke it down by, which I thought was kind of interesting, luxury million and up on uh, single family homes was 1.6%. I thought that would have been higher. I definitely agree with you. I, I thought, thought that'd, that'd be higher because we were second on 4 million plus sales last year. And we, we ended up being two sales behind the 21 pace. Um, and then the detached was up 2.7%. And the non-luxury, which is a tremendous amount of the city, was up 3.6%. So the overall was 3.6%. So the amount of non-luxury that sells was so dominating right. that it basically was null and void on the 1.6 luxury. But even like a 3% increase is sort of considered to be an average increase year over year. It's not like an insane increase. 
Well, it's so interesting that you said that because I do have a note here for that. Well, so what over is your the note, Jason? <laughs> over the last, it really is. And you, you're, I mean, I'm I'm going to do some rough math here, but over the last ten years, the market in the city of Chicago is up sixty eight percent. So if you've been renting for the last ten years, uh, sorry for you. <laughs> it, um, but here, so over the last from twenty one to twenty two, we were up nine percent. And then from 22 to 23, the start of that year, we were up another 10 before we reverted back to 3.6. You mean 21 to 22. 22 to, yes, yes, sorry. yes, mm-hmm. sorry. Yes. So if you pull that out, it's it's a little bit more than three. Let's say it's, let's say it's four to four and a half percent, but we, we are turning into, and 3.6, it's right there. Mm-hmm. We're turning back into a, a, a like return to normalcy. Right, not that the craze yeah. that was happening. People call it a headwind and I'm just like, okay, just, it's just not like we can't breathe for two years. It's just going to be normal. Um, last year, which created a, um, some interesting stuff. Sales were down 17.8%. Volume. 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 Right. Um, it was tremendously bigger towards the tail end. We got to like the month over month in December was like down 33%. But 17 over the whole year, but pricing still up 3.6. Right. So it gets back to the supply issue that the, basically that we don't have. The demand is still, even at these low, uh, even at these negative numbers, that we still don't have enough supply. We started the year out at 2.2 months supply, and we ended the year at 1.7 months. Interject. Go on. A normal market oh, is, is at about five. A five-month absorption is where it's a balanced market between a buyer and a seller. So that's just a good gauge for you to know when talking about. That's like numbers. when people all don't hate each other, right? Where everybody feels they're not they're not you know overpaying or leaving money on the table. And we have not been there because we just did this. We have not been there since two thousand thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. 13 was the last time Chicago was in a balanced market and it's been a downward spiral since then. And that is nationally, it's going to mimic. And basically that occurred because no one built anything from 08 to probably 14, 15. Because the amount of supply in 2012, 2013, um, 2012, excuse me, was 12.3 months supply. Right. So it was, I mean, obviously everyone knew what the hell was going on. It was a right. disaster. Right. Yeah. People were scared. to buy. Yeah. And then that supply got eaten up extremely quick. Okay. So, um, and I will say from April to December, the supply did not change. It was 1.7 months, which we thought that was basically was odd. Very odd. Yeah. We didn't think so. It's crazy. Um, the worst performing market that I could find was the multi-units, and that only started to dip from October to now. And that would make sense because interest rates have a huge bearing on people right. being able to borrow. And, and if it makes sense. investment. Yeah, if it left. makes sense right. too. If money costs so expensive, it's going to have to be cash. If it's cash, price goes down. However, that only went from 336 to 330 So it's only a 6 k drop. Yeah. And that's the worst performing sector and that was only from October till now. It was actually up on the year, but I, I just tried to find the worst thing I could find. And, and that was that. So overall, it, it really wasn't that 
terrible? Well, I think it's because the first half of the year was, was so, so great. strong, right? And then the second half of the year was nominal at best, right? So when you average the two, you know, yeah. it comes out with a more normal-ish And if the trend is your friend, right. we should see some more price decrease this year. And if we can get some more supply in the market, we'll definitely help buyers. But why don't we talk about but what you said? But if we also said. stick with the trend, we're going to have a very, hopefully, good February, March, April oh, yeah. of 23. So it doesn't all, it's not all negative news. No. Right? So there's there's definitely going to I be did some write, positivity in the market. In I did write a note that I read online that 30% of Chicago's inventory trades the first quarter. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought it would be higher than that. But well, that's pretty high. That's high. Yeah. Three times four. That's only a third. That's. Yeah. I, mean, I would I just, think it would be higher. I thought it'd be higher I'm too. I'm not sure where you got that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Google. It's we'll lies. asterisk that and get back to Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing we'll talk about is the interest rate in Ju- uh, the interest rate in December of 2021 was 3.11. Mm, that's a nice rate. And the interest rate right now is 6.2. So it has doubled. Um, we won't get into it on this. I'm going to do a video on it. But we should be trading at about five and a half on the interest rate if we keeping the spread that's maintained over the last 22 years. So rates will come in. The Fed's going to raise probably another half basis point over the next two meetings. So it may stay from that five, seven, five to six, but we will see probably another quarter to half point drop just on the spread. But that's a whole other thing for all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So in all, what do you think is going to happen this year? Because rents are still really high. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. You said the average one bedroom is $1,800 a month. Yes. Average one bedroom is $1,800. In 77 neighborhoods. In 77 neighborhoods, the Chicago 77, but that does not include these rental buildings, which are $4.25 a foot. So one bedroom there. I mean, I have clients that rent. We have a a one bedroom. You and I share. Yes. We own a one bedroom that we get $3,000 a month in rent for a one bedroom. Yeah. It's not new construction. No. It is in Streeterville. Um, But yeah, I, I, I just hope that these interest rates... Don't scare first-time buyers to stay in these absorbent rates of yeah. these rents. So if these, if if we can get great advice out to the renters, I think that the message is: your rent is going up, your rates going up. You can't reduce your rent, but you know, hopefully, over some time, you can reduce your rate with a refi. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great advice, especially when rents up twenty two percent, and they're expecting rent to go up another five to six percent. This year, um, last year we worked with thirty percent of our market. Last year was first-time home buyers. I don't remember the last time it was that high, and it really is encouraging that people are finally seeing that rent, especially as it continues to grow, especially at twenty-two percent. That's nuts. Yeah, that's a high increase. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, and so they are definitely in full force. Um, I'm currently have working with eleven people, and in, in like really looking at stuff and out of the 11 nine are first-time home buyers right now and two are multi-unit buyers who are just just jumping from multi-unit to multi-unit to multi-unit in basically house hacking yeah and you know these people are okay with the rate because they understand where their rent's going and where it's going one person has been renting for 10 years 
I know. And I didn't tell them that stat. I didn't know it yet. I'm not going to tell them that. Don't 68%. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. But I do think that they are not scared and see that they are, you know, it's basically a forced savings and that money's coming back to them. Well, I also think that the um, misnomer of there having to be 20% down, I think that was always a strong, you know, hard stop for first time buyers thinking if they didn't have the 20% down that they weren't going to be able to purchase or they were maybe couldn't, I've had them say, I thought I couldn't afford it if I didn't have the 20% down. And I think that that message also is coming across as not the most important thing. The most important thing is, you know, your credit score, your debt to income ratio, and that 20% down, I think has sort of faded. So I think that's also, you know, why we're starting to see more. Yeah. It's crazy into the market because these, you know, people who are renting, they make a great salary that they should be able to afford a really nice house, but they've always felt they didn't have the down payment. So if you're a renter, you don't need 20% down to purchase. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think a lot of people are taking advantage of FHA. They raise their their limits to conforming went up to 720. 720 yeah. And you don't have to put 20% down on that thing. There's a lot of ways that you can um, get into the market and get out of the rental market. Where do you see? Oh, go on. Well, I was just going to say, I also think it's an important part of the conversation to talk about the luxury buyer and the luxury home seller. The luxury buyer, the, you know, people always say, well, the luxury buyer isn't affected by the market. Well, they absolutely are affected by the market because they follow the market and it's always in their face. They can still afford to purchase, but I do think that there is more care and more thought brought into the process at this point. The luxury market, it didn't increase quite as greatly, right? As no, the rest it didn't. of the market, it was what, 1.7? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so the increase was- The high high end right. was nice, but that could be the Tribune closing. Yeah, there was, a lot, there was a lot of closing. activity in the market that was um, pre-sold. Sold three years ago. Right, so I think when you take that new construction buyer, the 14 Chicago- and the super high end, the, the the normalized luxury buyer, that market, I, I still think that their ability to buy is still there, but I think that the portfolio is lower. They are, I think, doing cash, but they're doing cash against their portfolios, and that has been affected. Yeah, and let's not, let's not, let's not, I mean, we, we dove into it before we did this. Let's not discount the fact, the suburbs. Oh, yeah. So if, if the city's, if the city's luxury and, and I hate always to say this, but if the city's luxury went up 1.6% and Winnetka went up 30%, yeah. or I'm sorry, Lake Forest went up Lake 30 Forest went up Winnetka 30%. was big too. Yeah. But if 20%. The, 20%. Winnetka. These are all million plus places. You're going from a million to one four in a year and a half, and the city's only gone up a little bit. Right. You know, there there is definitely, you're seeing that migration, maybe not yeah. the ultra, ultra high end. Right. Which can, which, which has FU money. And it's like, I don't care about this. I don't care about this. Right. I don't care about but this. But that's not the bulk of the no, luxury no. buyer. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that a lot that of luxury buyer looks like it went to the burbs. To the burbs. Yeah. So the, the suburbs, if you're, if you bought in 19, you are sitting pretty in Lake Forest right now. Real pretty. Um, all of Lake Forest, not just East Lake Forest. With a 3% interest what, yeah. rate. With West Lake Forest, all of us are. When Natka did really well, well, Matt didn't see the same jump, but they still saw a jump greater than Chicago, right? It was still, yeah, it was seven, okay. yeah. 720 to so 850. The, it's still the nice. The suburban luxury market definitely outpaced the um, city market. In yeah. yeah. Um, and, and on top of it, we saw the suburbs had 
I mean, up until we had 12, we had 12 months in 12, 12 months of supply of supply in 2012. This, the suburbs that we're talking about had 12 months of supply two years ago. Right. And now we're down to two months. So, I mean, that is bananas. It got gobbled up. And yeah. That inventory, hopefully, will come on the market in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But <laughs> that's spring. But that's a, you know, that's a, I don't look, we don't look at the, I don't really look in depthly to the burbs that much. But that pricing pop is But you crazy. have to when you have to try and figure out yeah. where is everybody from the city buying. I mean, Hinsdale, you said they had their big pop in 21, not in 22. Yeah, they've been. Right? And it wasn't that big either. There was. It didn't compare to the northern didn't suburbs. Didn't compare to the northern suburbs. There was a ton of inventory on the market in Hinsdale two years ago. Well, I remember before COVID talking to people that worked out in Hinsdale. There was like 150 homes. Right. And now that's not, there's that's not. crazy. Now there's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think it also migrated, you know, to the Western suburbs. So I don't really follow the Southern suburbs much, but, um, you know, I think that the luxury market overall in the suburbs did really well. And I think that in the city, we're going to see some catch up. I think a lot of that inventory is going to come on the market. We need it. So yeah. I think a lot of people who moved to the suburbs early on. They either kept their houses as insurance policies to make sure they wanted to stay. Um, you know, had, I had one buyer who went and came back. It wasn't for them, but other buyers, um, you know, they might have also rented because they're people that were not actually purchasing right when COVID hit. I think a lot of people thought, okay, well, I'll get a renter in there while I move to the suburbs. So I think we'll see some of that inventory coming back on the market. So as we see this inventory coming back on the market and people being normalized by rates at five and a half to six percent, they're saying, you know, there's, you know, when they take uh, when they take the national average, it's crazy. They've got like five different core logics, this, this, NAR, all these people. They're saying 0.4 percent increase. So basically stagnant. There are people that think five to six percent lower. There are people that think three to four percent because of inventory higher. Um, I think it's interesting that it's this this the average this, is the baseline ba- the baseline's the average um i do find it interesting the one thing we saw and we posted it on ig on these zoom towns and these right. these boises and these these outskirt areas that had i mean boise i did not know this boise had the biggest pop over the last 2 years and now it's in a free for all because it was people that were like hey you know i don't never need to go back to work <laughs> now gonna, they do now they do and people are losing their jobs. They're getting called back into work. And we're seeing that in inventories downtown as they shrink. People are coming back into the city a little bit, which is nice. Um, it will just be interesting to see those areas and how they deal with this mass exodus back to these people's reality that they were before COVID. Yeah, I mean... I don't, I don't, I didn't really read the article to read it that there was going to be a mass exodus, but I definitely think that there are people who made decisions during COVID that irrational were, ones. yeah, were irrational based on some fear and also, you know, based on just wanting to have, you know, more breathing room. And I think that most of those people, I think they found came from, um, you know, real heavily populated cities. Yes. And, you know, so, um, I know that a lot of people are clamoring back to the cities because they are a little bored (laughs) in Idaho or Montana, but we have a good broker friend who moved out to Montana and loves it. So at any rate, loves it. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's maybe some people will stay. 
I went out to Montana once to Billings. Yes. And for fun, we hooked ourselves to the back of cars and they just dragged us around the snow because there was nothing else to do. You can gamble like everywhere. Like there's gambling. There's the Indian reservation. There's slot machines everywhere. But even like in, there'll be a church and like in the back of the church, there's slots. I'm telling you. It was crazy. Um, Okay. So any other predictions that you think anything, oops, anything going on in terms of coming from a design standpoint that you see trending for 2023? Well, I do think that gray is gone. I said that in my last podcast I did. And everything I'm seeing and everything I'm reading is solidifying the way I was feeling a couple months ago. Um, a lot of um, jeweled earth tones. So what I mean by that, like an yeah, emerald green. Emerald. Oh, like, emerald green's awesome. Um, like a purple but like like an eggplant, right? That's like an earth color, but just like a very vibrant part of it, and not whole rooms, but um, definitely into in uh, in aspects of accessories, maybe accent walls, or like a powder room is like the greatest place to like let your inner personality come out because it's behind walls. Um, there's still, I mean, wallpaper is still super strong, but color wise, I think we're gonna see earth tones, but with uh, with some oomph to it. And in terms of people doing a kitchen rehab or, or a bathroom rehab in terms of cabinet colors, you're talking about green, even on cabinets, blues. Well, I mean, even our, some of our developers were doing like jewel tone blues years ago. And people, yeah, it, it they hated some it. people. We did uh, we blue. We had to repaint one, right? Yeah, we on did Winchester. blue it four years ago on Winchester. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And they came in and part of the deal was repainting. And I was like, man, this is so You're going to cool. be sorry. Yeah. And it's in style now. Yeah, we did blue over but, to Belden. Um, I, I think, you know, white's always super safe and very clean. I do think um, that people are going to start experimenting a little bit. It's not people experimenting to sell. People experimenting when they come in and they've purchased and they're willing to commit to something. I mean, you know, we walk into something that's unique and we love it, but we're the first thing we say is like, nobody's going to get that. Yeah. Right. That's not going to appeal to the masses. So what I'm saying is for um, home buyers who are like staying, right? So I think we saw a lot of dark colors. Um, woods are coming back again, not that's painting them, like wood. natural yeah. woods. Um I have a client that just bought a natural wood kitchen that was like kind of not great. And they actually sanded it and they stained the wood like you would a floor, but they stained it like this really great green, like an emerald green stain. So you still saw the wood graining through it. It was really pretty. So I, you know, there's nothing wrong with painting, but like the staining thing I've, and I've seen it since then. I've seen it a lot in magazines. Um, People are still, you know, doing a lot of, uh, fun details and their backsplash because that's an easy thing to change. All right. And open shelving. Yeah, open shelving. Got to be organized Jesus. for that, but open shelving. Um, all right, cool. So yeah. I think that's a wrap up. Basically, we talked about last year. It'll be interesting what happens. We'll have a really good insight on the rest of the year by the end of the first quarter on where things going, if pricing firms up, if we do have I'd love to see three and a half to four months of inventory. People on the news will take that as the world is falling. It's actually just very healthy to have choices and also to get people out and and to have some negotiations and have things be both ways is what we want. And I think we'll see when that happens, less fallout yes. of deals. So by, you know, people get into a frenzy and they bid and then they get back in the house and they're like, oh my God, what did I do? And yeah. I think that there's a lot of deals that have fallen out over the last two years because of 
lack of inventory and feeling the pressure to buy because someone else will if they don't do it immediately. And this is kind of off topic, but like I always like I see like articles all the time. 90% of people don't like the house that they bought in 2001 or 2022. 21 or 22. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't have think anybody. that's true. No. Yeah, we didn't have anybody. No. I had one person who decided the suburbs was not for them and came back. But other than that, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that's the no. smart person. Yes. <laughs> joking. All right. Oh, I love you, you well. suburb people. I'm just joking. Um, all right. So that's a wrap on this episode. Uh, thank you so much. Enjoy the new year. Uh, make sure to uh, download or, or, or subscribe. We're on basically everything spotify audiobooks yada yada i found myself on amazon ourselves on amazon, amazon. Mm-hmm. um and uh we'll uh, we'll look forward to a great 2023 if you have any questions on the market please feel free to dm us if you want to just yell at us i enjoy that too i love having vivid banter. conversations and banter on uh tiktok instagram or any other medium you want to hit me on all right be good <laughs>